I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, Andy Goldstein, the host of... Yeah, you get it. And what a big podcast we have got coming your way. It is full of data and gigawatts and MP3 stuff and JVC and everything. It's going to be great. And we begin with the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show and their guest, Harry Redknapp, brackets sat in the front seat of his car leaning out of his window, closed brackets, was on the show talking about Manchester United being an average team. Oh, Harry. Alan, it's a long way back for them. The team is nowhere near good enough. You look at the team and it's you can talk about Oli, you can criticise the managers. The players he's got are what they are. You looked at that team before the game and you thought, what an average-looking team. Mm. West Ham's team looks a better team. And that is where they are. They've got a, they're a very, very average bunch at the moment, I'm afraid. And the fans are going to have to suffer that unless they go and buy another three or four or five good players in the next you know year or two. That's where they are. I mean, they're, they're just not good enough. But Harry, don't you feel like, you know yourself as a coach, right? It's easy sometimes to pull in players. And I mean, I know you did, you know, at Spurs, a magnificent team that you built yourself and at West Ham. But if you look at Man United, they had so much history and it was easier to bring in players. You think they're going to struggle in to even attract top players and make them believe that this club is in the up? Well, Mario, as you say, it's got a great tradition, Man United. I mean, it's a special football club. When, you know, the history of the club, you know, I look back many, many years. Uh, it's, it's one of the great clubs in, in world football. So I still think people will come. They obviously pay wages, but they haven't recruited well. And the players they've got now in the team, the team is, they 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 will struggle to, you know, will they make the top? I don't know about making the top four. They could even fall out the top six if they're not careful. Mm. Because Leicester and West Ham, they're the two teams this year for me, I've said it from day one, who could push themselves into a top six position this year. Yeah. And one of them, one or two of the top regular top six could, could fall out. Yeah. Um, can we? Is, uh, look, we don't like slagging people off, um, but you know, it was said, I think it was Graham said soonest, uh, is this the worst Manchester United side in the Premier League history? I suppose it's got to be. I mean, Fergie never had a bad team. All the years in the, in the Premier League, Alex's teams were amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, probably it is. It's a, it's, but the manager, unfortunately, is it's what he's inherited. He's got one or two very good young players, but, you know, yeah. I mean, they've just given the centre-half a five-year contract there. I mean, no disrespects. He's not Vidic. He's not Ferdinand. He's not Yap Stam. <laughs> Suddenly, he's in there for five years. Is he going to be the answer for the next five years? I'm not sure. 
Now we can head over to the press box with Danny Kelly, Simon Jordan and Sean Custis. And an interesting show, of course, where Simon Jordan was, well, probably talking about himself, I imagine. You close your eyes, you think David Moyes is a, is a plausible decision. Poison Chalice, most of those sensible managers would have stayed away from the first 18 months after Ferguson's gone because they knew what they were walking into. And also with that group of players that were fading. You look at Louis van Gaal, you think, plausible decision. You look at Mourinho and you say, OK, who is, who is able to demand and command the most respect in a dressing room and be bigger than the players? Mourinho. The Mourinho we once knew, mm-hmm. not the dark, portentous Mourinho that we got at the end of his tenure at Manchester United. But then you say, where the hell is the thinking about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? I get that he's a legend. I get that he will get the fabric of the football club. But this is a different Manchester United. This is not Manchester United of 1999, where he knows the kit man, he knows the tea lady, and he knows the fabric of the football club. This is a Manchester United that is successful financially, but is going to start eroding if they allow the gap to keep on getting wider and wider with the Man Cities, the, the Liverpools and the Tottenham's of the world. And if you're going to try and keep up with those guys, whether you're building for two years down the line, you're going to need a manager that's capable of competing with Guardiola, with Pochettino and with Klopp. And if you think that's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, then I think you should think again. On now to the mid-morning show with Jim White and Natalie Sawyer. And alongside them was brother of the 2005 World Snooker Champion, Sean, Danny Murphy, talking about Chelsea and Jose Mourinho's comments. Mourinho was talking about the mentality of a football club and a team um, and not getting used to losing and and fans applauding losing. Um, And that type of... I can't remember his exact wording, but, you know, that... That that mentality, I, I think it was unfair yesterday on Chelsea because, I, in fact, I disagree with him wholeheartedly because I think it's really refreshing for a group of supporters to be appreciative of a super performance, irrelevant result, because the re- results in football are... The small details change results in football. Mm. You know, you, the VAR game in Chelsea-Liverpool, I think that would have got them an equaliser, was, was well, half a foot less. Mount's chance late on. Abraham had a one-on-one. Mm, mm. They had they had chances against the best defense in the Premier League last year. Liverpool, you know, they 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 went toe to toe with Liverpool. Played with belief. They had a good mentality. Had a nice balance. Good mixture of youth, energy. Knew when to press, when to drop off. Controlled the game for long periods. Okay, Liverpool could give up the possession because they were two 0 up. Fair play. Liverpool are brilliant at that. But I think it's I think it's unfair, especially when he knows the manager. I mean, he knows Frank better than anyone. And you're talking about a winner. Frank's always been a winner. I mean, that, that guy never gave up to the last minute. It didn't mm. matter. He, 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 in the big games he turned up, he, his, he was as a bad a loser as you could play against Frank. So he knows his mentality. So it was a little bit of a dig for me. I, I understand what, what he's saying. And, and, and again, if he's in the media, he's getting asked questions, he's got to answer honestly. But there's nothing wrong with a group of supporters, not long-term, but short-term, appreciating... A, a team in a transitional period playing the right way, giving their all, because they did give their all. It was a heroic effort second half to try and get back against Liverpool. You know, young players giving their all, playing with quality, everybody at it, everybody together. What's wrong with applauding that? I mean, I, I was fortunate enough to be at Liverpool when we were going through a transition, and even though we didn't win every game, because we were, we were up against the best United and Arsenal team we've seen in many a decade, um, if we'd put it all in and had a good go, we always got well-received. And I think supporters generally across the country are in that same... You don't want to see your team team lose every week. Of course you don't. But if they perform with energy, with heart and with Mm. quality, you're going to win some games. Mm -hmm. And Chelsea fans understand the context of the club at the minute. They've had the ban. They've had to get rid of one or two of the best players. They've got some injuries. Let's not forget yesterday that 
you know, I don't know if you saw the game, Natalie, but they had two players went off, two defenders yeah. at the back four. Young, like, in, you know, and then brought two subs on, 2 0 down. It could have been forgiven for going, hold on, we're up against one of the best team, the mm. best team in Europe last season. Yeah. They didn't. Straight after the mid morning show. Well, not straight after. They have the news and then they have the sport and then they have all the traffic up there. I mean, who cares about the traffic? Oh, there's a, a blockage on the M20. If you're not, if you're miles away, you just turn it. Anyway, after all of that is Hawksby and Jacobs. And this is Paul Hawksby talking about VAR, or VAR, for short. You're never more vulnerable if you've just had a VAR goal chalked off. Because we saw yesterday, and we saw on Saturday, we conceded four minutes uh, after that turnaround. You conceded, what, a minute? Two minutes. Two minutes after that. Because in the old days, the flag would go up, you'd realise you were offside, you think, oh, well, you'd shrug your shoulders, you'd get on with the game. Now, now you go full celebration. You go for all the emotion of that, you get back and you think, wow, we're 2-0 up now, we'll see this out. Although with Spurs, that's never quite certain. Mm. But I would think if Tottenham had gone to 2-0, they'd probably... Would have and one one we were right back out. in the game. Yeah. So so it's so then you have to pick yourself up, and I'm sure managers will be saying now, look, if they if 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 they get stiffed by, by VAR or if there's mm. a decision against them on VAR, get at them for five minutes because they're going to be off their game, and I think it is affecting it. I, mean, really I, think, is affecting I, I honestly it. think it's time to bring Howard Webb back to replace Mike Riley. I really believe that because the the, the way VAR is being implemented is just ridiculous. I mean the the Arsenal decision. I mean how is that not a penalty? So he might have well, so yeah. been wearing goalie gloves. I mean it was such a penalty, and and basically go to Moss, say to him, go and look at the screen. Then he's not sort of being sawn off by his mates. He yeah. makes the decision. He makes, oh, yeah, you know, that was a handball, wasn't it? Okay, penalty. Because it looks at the moment as if it's a yeah. backside covering exercise Absolutely. amongst referees. So a referee at Stockley Park looks at it and it doesn't want, I don't want to hang John out to dry. He's not seeing that as a pen. Or is it enough? Well, of course it is. We've all seen it. We, it's a penalty. It's he's lent into the ball and he's handballed it. So. Not only are you making John Moss look ridiculous in the moment, you're making yourself look ridiculous in Stockley Park by saying there's nothing wrong with that. And had he given it, they would have backed him on that as well. It's not about covering your mate's backside. It's about getting good decisions. It's about making this the right decision. This is what we decision. said. If you had Graham Pohl and Keith Hackett and Mark Halsey and people with a bit of distance mm. on it who just looked at it as an incident and said... John, go and have a look at that again, mate. I think you've got that wrong. Instead of thinking, all oh, that could be me next week, let's back up my mate. Yeah, and Riley said that, oh, the rest are going to be doing it. No one's done it since he said it. You know, so it's no, not happening. No he one said, is looking at the He came out monitors. and said it was going to happen, but it still hasn't happened. Yeah. And it should have happened in that game. It should have done. The, the other thing is that it's going to develop over the course of a season. We're already seeing that. Probably mm. that the, the Tienemans tackle earlier in the season would against Bournemouth would now be a red card. So we're going to see it tweaked along the way. We may even see the kind of line technology... Uh, that we saw with Son and with Mount yesterday. We may see that as well mm. being tweaked, which does affect the competitive balance, really, doesn't it? I mean, you know, it should be this should be the standard for the season. They should look at it next season because it doesn't seem fair that some teams will get sawn off at different points. And, mm. you know, I'm, Tottenham will benefit from this. Chelsea will benefit from it at some point, without doubt. So it's not, it's well, not being so. partisan. <laughs> it's just the technology. <laughs> I'm Jim White, and this is TalkSport Daily. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Back now to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show and his co-host was the wonderful Mario Melchior. And he was talking on the back of City's 8-0 tonking of Watford But when he played for Wigan and they lost 9-1 to Spurs, he was happy to refund everyone in the ground. Or something like that, anyway. It was a torrid time. It was one of the biggest scores. I mean, the last time I lost nine something, I was 12. So, you know, (laughs) so it was a bad memory coming back. But just going there, you know, like also because you're connected to Chelsea. So there's always will be that connection when you come on the field, they're booing you and making sure that you feel it. Um, And and the the stuff they say about you, uh, it's just crazy. But anyway, so we started the game. We played the game. We thought that we had a chance to winning, or let's say winning, maybe a big shout, but drawing. And they just kicked off and picked us apart. They were good. They yeah. looked really, really good that day. I mean, I mean, <laughs> according to the score, they were really good. Yeah. Uh, when I came off, I just uh, what is it? Instead of halftime, it was like eighty-five minutes or something. <laughs> uh, I came off. I think it was six or something and yeah. they scored another like three goals but I got there I went to the coach I said to Matthias can I have a meeting with the team I said do you mind if we turn up 15 minutes later for training he said it's fine I called in all the boys we sat in the dressing room I was the captain of that team and I said to the guys guys look what we're going to do I'm going to pay back all the money to the fans that traveled to us uh, travel with mm-hmm. us you understand to come and see the game because I felt bad that was not a football game they came to watch mm-hmm. it's like a tennis match they want to watch tennis then don't turn up there so <laughs> then we um we all sat down and uh, funny enough, Kirkland put his hand up and he said, look, uh, Mario, I know you're a captain and uh, you want to take, because I was going to pay it personally. And he said, it shouldn't be like that. I chip in, I want to join the bill. And then all the other players put their hand up and everybody joined in and we ended up paying all of us, paid the bill back to the fans and it actually helped the moral of the team. That was the year, it was very crucial for us and we ended up being safe. Time to check in with Drive. Of course, you can check in with Drive every weekday afternoon from 4pm. And Adrian Durham was talking Newcastle, which was uh, really funny. He kept up the accent for the whole three hours. Right, next up on Drive, Mum! Now, here's a message to Steve Bruce. You'll never be Rafa Benitez. We all know that. All the Newcastle fans know that. He knows that as well. So what he needs to do is stop with the dull 
negative tactics that officially are making statistically Newcastle the least attacking team in the Premier League. What he needs to do, Steve Bruce, channel his inner Keegan and go for it. Play attacking football. Give yourself a chance of scoring goals, winning games, entertaining fans. Be remembered for trying to entertain the Toonami rather than being the worst version of Rafa you've ever seen and getting relegated. Why would he want to why would he choose to play such dull, boring football when he's got this golden opportunity? I, I, I cannot quite get my head around it. Steve, you've unexpectedly been given the honour of managing Newcastle United. So don't have any regrets about it. Don't look back in a year's time and think, oh, why didn't I just play expansively? Why didn't I try and entertain? Why don't I at least try and do that? Don't have any regrets. This is the only chance you'll get to manage Newcastle United. It's the only chance you're going to have at a big club. So make the most of it and don't waste it like you are doing now. Am I being harsh? Over now to our sister station or more sort of long lost relative. You sort of go, oh, we've got to go and see them again. You, your mum and dad, come on, you haven't seen them for 20. Anyway, on TalkSport 2, James Savundra was talking with the national selector, Ed Smith, talking about the cricket squad for the tour of New Zealand. Ed, let's speak about the test squad first and sure. Zach Crawley and Dom Sibley coming in, which is, I guess, a, a sign of if you score runs at a first-class level, then you're going to get opportunities. Sure, yeah, I think in particular... Dom Sibley's scored a real weight of runs this summer. He's batted a huge number of balls, he's scored a lot of runs, and above all, he's shown a great clarity in how he's approached his first-class innings. So he's fully deserving of his elevation to the test team. Zach Crawley also is a very promising player. He hasn't quite scored as many runs as, as Dom Sibley, but he's impressed everyone inside his own team and also opponents by the manner of his play, his determination as a person, his commitment to the role and also his class. I think he's a very high potential player. As you mentioned there with Dom Sibley, it's not just the weight of runs, it's the fact that he's occupied the crease sure. for so long, which I guess England want that platform at the top of the order. Yes, I think so. And also with Joe Root moving to four, there's a real emphasis on setting this team up now with a structure that can give Joe everything he needs moving forward in the test team. And I think we saw this summer that when Rory Burns and Joe Denley batted bravely and with great resilience and skill at the top of the order... They were the games that you know England did were in promising positions in, so that's very much a consideration. You mentioned there Joe Root at four. Does that therefore mean that Joe Denley will, will drop down one place to three? Sure, that's one of the options. Obviously, Joe Root has control of final selection and also the batting order. But Joe indicated Joe Root indicated he wants to bat four. So obviously, that's part of the explanation for why the the squad is tilted towards top order batsman so that you've got strength in that area it's a sweep from Bairstow it's a hundred from Bairstow it's a moment to save her from Bairstow Johnny Bairstow and Jason Roy not part of the test squad for New Zealand is that a reflection on the performances during the Ashes? Well, I think the first thing to say is that obviously um, it's a slightly different structure now with Joe Root moving to four so that's partly explains why we've got uh, more batsmen who are uh, familiar with going in at the very top of the order in this squad for New Zealand. In terms of Johnny Bairstow, Johnny Bairstow is a terrific cricketer. He's become one of the world's best white ball batsmen. Over the last couple of years, his general form and test form hasn't been as good as he could be. And I think this is an opportunity for him to reset, work on a couple of things and come back stronger. Well, it's a strange one, because when I picked a combined 11, uh, I would have had Bairstow in it. Yeah, it wasn't a great season for him, uh, but I thought he kept better than Payne. Um, and he actually batted better than him. 
um, on occasions as well. But obviously, this one team won it, retain the Ashes. I think it's harsh on him. He is the golden boy, though, isn't he, Butler? So uh, they're going to give him an opportunity to keep wicket now and bat seven. Uh, Bairstow's been the one. And I think I thought one of them would have gone. I'm surprised it's Johnny. Uh, but they feel as though uh, Butler will be the one who could win a game from nowhere. And Bairstow will probably get more runs over a series, but Butler's the one who can change a game. And those last two innings he had helped him, didn't it, at the Oval in Old Trafford. Mm. Could this be the end for Johnny? Well, I think in one day cricket is still going to be around. Um, It's going to take some getting back in now because I I honestly believe if... I thought they'd keep Bairstow in and bat him at three, but they've gone for Sibley and Zach Crawley. I thought they would have gone for one of those two. But because there's no points on offer in New Zealand, it's not part of the Test Championship, they can afford to have a look at Sibley and Crawley and possibly just take one of them then to South Africa. Johnny might come back in. And finally, of course, the best bit of the Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast was obviously the best bits from the Sportsman. In fact, I've uh, got a little email here. It says, uh, Dear Andy, loving the work you do on TalkSport. Just wondered if a, a bigger, better company would come in for you. Would you leave? Or are you happy at TalkSport? Well, let me just take the time now to say, if you cut me, I bleed TalkSport. So that's not to say, by the way, if Magic FM come in and double my wages, I'm playing Rick Astley till the early hours. Anyway, enough about me. Here are the best bits from the sports bar. You've got five stats from the weekend's football that hopefully will blow us away. Uh, fingers crossed. OK, well, we'll mark them out of ten as we always do, and then we'll work out which is the best. So off you go, fact number one. So Man United lost 2-0 to West Ham on, uh, on Sunday. All right. Uh, that means, <laughs> means they're now without a win in nine away games in all competitions. The last time Manchester United won an away game in the Premier League was against Crystal Palace back in February, where they won 3-1. Just for some context, in that game, Lukaku scored twice, Alexis Sanchez started, Chris Smalling started, and Fred started. (laughs) (laughs) Jay, mark that one out of ten? I'm going to give it none. Uh, Ten, I'm going to give it a six. All right, so six. That's six out of twenty. Next one, number two. Uh, Manchester City obviously thrashed Watford 8-0 on Saturday. But back in uh, back in 2008, they lost 8-1 to Middlesbrough. So that means they're f- the first team in the Premier League era to both score and have conceded eight goals in a single game. That's, that's nice. That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> that that's, that's you great. like that? How many, Jay? I'm going to give that a seven and a half. Yeah, 7.5. I'll give that, I'll give that a six. It's 13 and a half. Next one. Stat me up. Next oh. one. So, Actually, it's not, sorry, it's number four though, Josh. Four... So, back in La Liga, uh, Barcelona lost 2-0 to newly promoted Granada on Saturday, meaning they've taken just seven points from their first five games. And that's their worst start to a La Liga season since 1994. <laughs> 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 Did it one more time, Josh? Okay. Um, if anyone can send me the transcript, the words that he's actually saying there, how do you write a song like... Weird, weird experience today. I was listening to a bit of old school rock, a bit of Iron Maiden. Right. And for years I've been listening to this song called Fear of the Dark. Mm-hmm. Well, I always thought it was Fear of the Dark, but yeah. I'm starting to believe it's actually called Fear of the Duck. And if you listen to it, it's irrelevant to Jason, of course, yeah. being the duck lover. Yeah. I'm sure he's singing Fear of the Duck, and I cannot get it out of my head. Well, I mean... If I mean, you can get psycho ducks as well. Why? Why would he oh, sing? Well, sure. Why would he sing "Fear of the Duck" though? Oh, I just, I just think he's been fooling me. I don't know. Maybe it's my age and I'm hearing properly now, but I can't. Uh, 
it just sounds like fear of the duck now. And I think he's been fooling us all along. Is, is it? We're, we're trying to find oh, it out. Dickinson. Is it definitely Iron yeah. Maiden, Fear of the Dark? It's Iron Maiden, Fear of the Dark, yeah. Right. And Josh has got it now. Have you well done, Josh? Yep. Especially the it? chorus. It's the, the chorus we're looking Josh for. just said in my seven minutes. We only need the chorus, Josh. There's only seven minutes of it. You've got to try and find the chorus. <laughs> Amateur. Yeah. Um, okay, well, listen, we'll, uh, we'll find that and we'll play it and then we'll confirm whether or not we agree with you. That'll be fantastic. All right, right John. Cheers, Cheers John. John. We'll play Cheers, that in mate. a minute. I mean, it's obviously Fear of the Dark. We know yeah. that. That's it for another Sports Barry thing. A reminder that tonight on TalkSport, and tonight is, of course, Tuesday, you've got kickoff with Hugh Wozencroft, Portsmouth against Southampton from 7pm in the Carabao Cup, and TalkSport 2 have Arsenal against Nottingham Forest from 6pm. That's with Stubbsy, or Ray Stubbs, to his friends. And even more of a reminder that after all the games have happened, from 10pm, me and the fun boy will be on TalkSport to take all of your calls. So make sure you tune in to National Radio Pick up the phone, dial in and have your say. That's it for another podcasting thing. Well done, good work and download the next one because I've heard a rumour it's even better than this. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.